They say the apple does not fall far from the tree. And uh, I think we're going to discover today in this week's Minutia Men Celebrity Interview that that is absolutely true. Minutia Men Celebrity Interview is up next. And we'll be talking to Colin Peterick, son of Jim Peterick. A fun discussion. But first, listen to this other fine old pie show. All right, Adam, what uh, country are you from? I am from England. What is the best soccer league in the entire world? The English Premier League. What is your day job? Director of coaching for Illinois Youth Soccer. So if you were, say, a fan of English Premier League and you wanted to hear the, the opinions of someone who is from England, who knows a lot of soccer, what podcast would you tell people they need to listen to? Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. And that's on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Free Kicks, a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opai show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opai show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is the Minutia Man Celebrity Interview with Rick and Dave. All right, Dave, this week's guest is a young rocker, which uh, I'm pleased to say is a phrase that still means something. Well, you know, Rick, someone who's 52 would be a young rocker in our, <laughs> in our minds, too. He has a, a new album out called Everything and Nothing which I've been listening to on Spotify. It's great stuff. I I would describe it as kind of like a mix between Steely Dan and psychedelic rock. I don't know. If it, does that work for you, Colin? That works great for me. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Well, please welcome to the show Chicago's very own Colin Peterick. How are you? Good. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Now, of course, Colin comes from an esteemed musical family. His dad, Jim Peterick, has been on this show several times, I think three or four times. Mm-hmm. Uh, how's your dad doing? I heard he, he was going through some health difficulties. Yeah, he has some um, some like chronic neck neck and back pain. So he went to a specialist and he was like, "Hey, this isn't just like neck pain. If you if you don't do something now, this could lead to like paralysis down the road." So he uh, he got the best doctor at Rush and they took out some uh, some bone in his upper neck. They shaved some stuff down, gave him some titanium. And uh, he's healing. He's getting better day by day, and he's going to be stronger, stronger than ever. So he's doing great. You know, I had bone shop in high school. I could have helped you out there. <laughs> yeah. <That's... laughs> well, he was going to do it in a back alley, but, you know, he's yeah. got the money, so it's all good. <laughs> well, wish him well for us. Yeah, I, saw, I actually saw a video of him uh, being interviewed about it on, uh, it must have been YouTube or something. And he he looks like he, he's still the same guy, obviously, but... Uh, um, he looked like he was in pain. Yeah, he's got he's got a collar, you know. But he, honestly, he was back in the studio like four days after he got home from the hospital. You can't keep that guy away from work. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's true. You know, we we want to talk about your music, but and Rick because it's great, and I've listened to it too, and I really, really love it. But I gotta ask you this: What was it like growing up in a house with a dad rock star? I mean, there there <laughs> must have been some pros, there must have been some cons too. So talk to us a little bit yeah. about you know. Well, the, uh, you know, it's, it was cool. Cause, um, I, I always tell people, I don't really know what, I don't know what it was like to grow up with a normal dad because I, you know, I, I just thought it was normal to have a dad rocker and, um, the pros are, you know, he's, he's a great guy, great influence on me. He, he's so passionate about music and songwriting and he would wake me up at six in the morning at the grand piano downstairs. And, you know, I, maybe I thought it was annoying back then, but it turned into uh, a, a bug that, you know, that, that turned into you know what i have today the the music bug 
And uh, other than that, you know, it, it was kind of annoying going out to dinner every night. And uh, I would kind of wonder why people come up to my dad and ask for photographs and autographs and yeah. no and other dads <laughs> nobody cared about. You know? <laughs> it might be the purple hair. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, he, didn't, he didn't even have purple hair back when oh, I was a okay. kid. He, yeah. he kind of looked like a normal guy. He, he kind of assumed the uh, the purple hair rocker persona maybe about 10 years ago. Yeah, that's true. Well, I don't know. You know, my dad was sold records. He was, uh, and people came up yeah. all the time. To, I'm kidding. No, yeah, he sold paper. <laughs> you know, when I sold paper, Colin, uh, the, the the people that would come up to me asking for autographs was just crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah, my dad was a civil engineer. Same thing, and happened all the time. All right? Did you design that bridge? <laughs> no, I, I know what you're saying. I'm, your dad, though, is such a friendly guy. Um, yes. He he probably was gracious to people when they came up to him, wasn't he? He was. No matter how, you know, sometimes my mom would get frustrated, but my dad would always, always make time for fans and always make time for, you know, autographs, photos, stories. He he, he loves it. That's what he lives for. You know, one of the things that must have been great about growing up in your house is that there's a studio there and, and you know, like something like 200 guitars, I think. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess that you knew that music was going to be your profession at an early age when you grew up in an environment like that, or is that not true? Is it something that you fought against when you were younger? I kind of, yeah, I kind of fought against it a little bit. Um, my first major passion in life was skateboarding. Like that's when I was 11, 12, 13, I, I thought I wanted to be a professional skateboarder. And, uh, as, uh, I learned that, wow, you have to get really hurt and yeah. be yeah. really, really good in order to do that. And then I kind of went, you know, Hey, I can get girls playing music too. Why don't I just do, <laughs> you, you're not going to get hurt jumping downstairs playing music. So <laughs> I kind of went that route. And, um, you know, I, I, I fell in love with music and then put my first band together in high school and uh, cut a couple of demos at the upstairs studio. I learned how to, um, you know, get behind the mixing board. And then eventually I opened up my own studio and uh, really made a name for myself in the Chicago area, recording local bands. And, um, yeah, so th- that love of music turned into a career uh, in, a, in a recording studio. And now it's kind of come full circle where I'm putting the recording studio thing uh Kind of not on hold, but I'm focusing more on my projects and projects that are near and dear to my heart, and I'm really focusing on the uh, the music career again. Well, let's talk about your album, Everything and Nothing. Um, you know, tell us what it, you know what it means, or there's, what's the sensibility and what's the you know, yeah. the theme. So the theme in the album is, you know, I kind of had like a it's kind of like an existential crisis I had, and one one way that I deal with that is through the art of making music. You know, it's kind of like dealing with the uh, the the inevitability uh, uh, we all end up in the ground you know no matter how hard we strive to make a difference with our time here on earth wait what wait 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 wait, wait, what nobody told you you. okay well never mind (laughs) we're pretty old that's not good news that is not good news but you know what i mean i was reading this this article online one, one day and it's just like there, there's this men on earth we, we uh, not men but you know everyone on earth it's like there's this immortality campaign we we strive to to make ourselves immortal while we're here on earth so that when we die everyone remembers us but in doing so we it's a futile effort because we can't really enjoy our time on earth because we spend all of our time worrying about how we're going to be remembered so it's kind of you know a uh a duality thing a lot of the songs in the album deal with um you know anxiety and dealing with all these all these mental issues and there there's definitely some moments in the album that are are positive and reassuring and hopeful but it's kind of it's kind of an album that tears you both ways so that's that's the idea behind everything and nothing 
Uh, do you mind if we play a clip from uh, the album? Oh, absolutely. What song? Uh, what song should we play to give everybody a better idea what this uh, what this album sounds like? Why don't you lead with the uh, the opening single, which is "Smile." Okay. Here's "Smile" by Colin Bitter. I don't know who to see I know it's not so simple Can I live to see the nights Through the flickering neon lights The mind can be so fragile And in the summer there's freezing rain Only to rise and fall again So many roads And I know a smile on my I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and my co-host Luke Costable each week for the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, the podcast where two regular car guys talk about, what else? Cars. We'll tell you about what we've seen on the roads, what's happening in the industry, and share some great stories about our experiences in the automotive world over the past several decades. We guarantee it'll be fun, informative, and entertaining. It's the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Minutia Man Celebrity Interview is back. You know, I, you, you had mentioned that um, your big skateboarder, and just you telling it makes me have pain. <laughs> you know, exactly. just, I, I just think of Evil Knievel. Well, I know he was yeah. a motorcycle guy, but the Tony Hawk. And right, right, the guys say, going yeah. over the, the steps right. you know, on the banisters right. and yeah, falling exactly. there. Um, but what, yeah. you know, what similarities were there from, you know, skateboarding, you know, and with music or are there any there absolutely are i mean skateboarding is is an art form in, in and of itself uh being a skateboarder you look at the world differently like you just said you look at a someone looks at a set of stairs and they see a set of stairs but a skateboarder sees oh i can jump over i can jump over them this way jump over them that way maybe there's a handrail i can jump down and slide grind down the handrail and it opens up the world it's to a, it's like the world is our playground and you know as a skateboarder you're you're asking you're begging for forgiveness rather than permission and and that's important in art you know you don't want to be be walking on eggshells when you're doing art and you're you're climbing on rooftops you're you're jumping over fences and you know as a metaphor for songwriting that's kind of what it is you have to be fearless if you want if you want your music to mean anything so how'd your mom like you being a skateboarder yeah exactly <laughs> i think your mom probably likes you <laughs> being safe in the studio rather than off the banister right yeah, absolutely. My wife too. My wife would get really upset when when I would come home with like a, a you know, a bruised ankle, and I'm like, "Come on, I, I'm a victim here. I got hurt." She's like, "Yeah, well, you shouldn't have gotten hurt in the first place." You're not as young as you used to be. You know, uh, we've but, had yeah. we've had quite a few uh, musicians on the show, and they all know your dad. Of course, everybody knows your dad, but your name c- comes up a lot too because of your work in the studio. W- who are yeah. some of the people that you've worked with in the in the studio? Uh, over the years that we might be familiar with as, as old timers. Sure. Well, I know you had a uh, Mark Farner on and we yeah. did a, a number of things with him in, at my studio, the jam lab in Brookfield. Um, he did some collaborations with uh, the Ides of March on their recent album, who also recorded 
their whole album at the Jam Lab, which I co-engineered and co-produced. And um, other than that, let's see, the uh, the Goo Goo Dolls came and did like a two-week stint. They did a, they rehearsed for their big summer tour back in 2018. And uh, other than that, though, we really pride ourselves in being a place for uh, local bands to come and, you know, shoot promotional videos to rehearse at affordable rates, just like an entry level for, for people that might be intimidated to head into the city or head to L.A. or head to Nashville. We really like to op- open ourselves to all all genres and all people and give give people an opportunity to get their foot in the door in the world of recording. Oh, and Chicago is such a yeah, wonderful it's a hot ground. You know? Yeah. So, you know, you've opened for bands like what, uh, I think, the Steve Miller Band and uh, the Alan Parsons Project. Um, yeah. It's got to be kind of intimidating, right? Going out there for <laughs> bands with such a strong following. Uh, how'd you yeah. navigate yeah. that? Uh, well, you know, it is. But at the, at the end of the day, my that's like my gospel. I love old, I love classic rock. I love rock and roll. And, um, you know, if you put me in a room with Alan Parsons or... Um, you know uh, the guys from um, the. Uh, uh, I just did a show at. Um, shoot, you can edit this if you want. But um, <laughs> shoot, <laughs> what's the? Uh, uh, it's funny because I was supposed to play at the Potawatomi Casino with the Smithereens Ooh. and Marshall Marshall Crenshaw, but the show got canceled last minute. But what I was going to say was, put me in a room with any of those guys, and we just start talking about you know, classic rock, progressive rock. You know, I, I was wearing a gentle giant t-shirt and, and Marshall Crenshaw was like, man, I haven't heard, heard gentle giants name in, in 10 years. I'm like, that's cool. So, you know, I have a great booking agent, Steve Lenz at TKO in Nashville, and he knows how to get me on these, um, these gigs with, um, these legendary acts. And honestly, it's a great, uh, it's a great fit. You know, my music draws from all those influences, and when we're on stage together, it just works. You know, and I'm reaching a you know a younger audience, yeah. and I think they appreciate it, and and their audience appreciates hearing something fresh. So I think it works out. That's great. It does. All right, now uh, if people want to follow you, Colin, what's the best way for them to do so? Yeah, check out colinpeterick.com. It's one L C O L I N P E T E R I K.com. That will link you to uh, Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube. Everything is just Colin Peterick or Colin Peterick Music. And uh, yeah, definitely follow along on Spotify and uh, for all show updates and new releases. I've got a new release coming out tomorrow oh. on Spotify. It's a Prefab Sprout cover. I, I don't know if you've heard of the band Prefab Sprout. Sure, sure. And uh, my, my dad showed me them last year, and I fell in love. I binged all their albums, and tomorrow I'm paying tribute to one of their great songs. So check that out. Great. All right. Well, this is this has been fun. You know, we wish you the best, kid. Cause, yeah, and uh, wish your dad the best, too. Your music is really good. It's really yeah, good, it's and we're good. not just saying that. And we really enjoy it. So we wish you the Thank best, you. and your best to your father as well, as Dave said. Absolutely. Thank, thank you, guys. Thanks, Colin. That's Colin Peterick. Thanks uh, very much. Special thanks also to our executive producer, Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opie is hippo backwards. O-P-P-I-H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. The proceeding was a presentation of Opi Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. 
Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? What do you get when you hear a celebrity minutia men interview, Dave? Rick, think of Dan Rather and Bill Maher having a kid. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. So you'll get minutia. Right. What does a Damone from Fast Times at Ridgemont High really think about the movie? Only right? one place to find out, and that's Celebrity Minutia Men Interview, a Tony Lasano podcast. Go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. Thank you.